Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! Yeah! Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, back at it again with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, before we get started today, I would like to thank you, the listener, for coming back and listening to another episode of the podcast. Or if this is your first time, welcome in for a wild ride. I got a guest today and his name is Josh O. He is a stand up comedian. He's an accountant and he got to get up at five o'clock in the morning every day because he has a fucking two hour commute to work. And I commend the brother for doing that <laughs> because if it took me two hours to you know prepare myself, get ready and get to work in the morning, I'll probably be reassessing uh, my job employment. But anyway, um, we got him on the podcast and we had a good old time. We talked about his aspirations to possibly be an actor because he did say he didn't want to limit himself to just stand up comedy, how he fell into stand up comedy and other things like 12 years a slave and stuff like that. Before we roll into this episode, just want to give you a quick status update. Um, as of Thursday, we are, I wouldn't say homeless because I mean, we're inside of a home, but we don't have no shit inside of the home <laughs> because the movers have come and packed up all our things and they hauled it off to some storage facility somewhere. So I don't know. I mean, what would you call it? reverse homeless? I don't know. I don't know. But so for the most part right now, we're just chilling on air mattresses and stuff until we can get everything uh, cleaned up in the house, turned over to the landlord and make that journey down south to Louisiana. We're going to stay down there for a little bit. Then we're going to journey on out to the great state of Texas to where, you know, hopefully I'll be spending the rest of my retired days as a civilian doing non-military things, let my nappy face hair grow out and stuff. But it ain't going to be nappy because I'm going to comb it out. It's going to be straight. I might throw a perm or S-curl in that thing, but not really. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Things. Life is a strange thing, people. Um, It's going to be up probably tomorrow. In addition with this episode that you're about to hear now, but you know, I'm, I have a problem with like writing things down or it's 2016 now. So I have a problem with typing things down into my laptop or cellular device and anything like that. But I'm going to try to break out of that and, you know, write things down more. Um, as I got a book right here that I had um, since 2007 and every time I find this thing because I wind up I have it then I put it away somewhere then I find it again I use it then I put it away somewhere and you know it's just one of those things that I just keep running back into but since 2007 when I first purchased this book I have written maybe on 10 pages out of the whole thing. So, (laughs) 
now that I found it again, I'm going to try to, you know, write more things down, whether it be my feelings, ideas for the podcast, you know, just something so I can keep my freaking my writing skills up or establish some because I don't have any. Let me show you how much, you know, I write. I got this. I got the book and um, I wrote a column in it called Guest List. It's um, people that I want to have on a podcast in the future. And, you know, I write their name down, their Twitter handle and, you know, a couple of other notes, maybe potential questions that I want to ask this person. So at the top of the page, you know, I wrote Guest List. But my retarded ass, I didn't write guest list like G-U-E-S-T. I wrote G-U-E-S-S. <laughs> oh, man. And and not, not that it was a bad thing. You know, people make mistakes, you know, have brain farts or whatever, like I said. But I did this shit twice. <laughs> so on the front of one page, I wrote guest list like G-U-E-S-S. And then on the next page, I wrote the same thing guest list so yeah so i need more practice i need to do more things but that's enough of me rambling but i want to get into this great episode with josh o from the josh o show podcast and it's weird i mean do you call a show a podcast or a podcast a show or you know anyway i digress but here we are (laughs) with the latest edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast what's up man a whole bunch of nothing <laughs> yeah man how's it going right now everything's good today or what yes sir that's cool man it's awesome hey, it's awesome your skype profile picture looking all professional and everything yeah because that i don't know what it was i think it has something to do with linkedin or something with job stuff because i had a few like skype interviews for like job stuff that was a while back though i haven't used skype in a minute Oh, that's what's up, man. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I don't have to do none of that. I'm gonna have to change mine then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. All right. Um, usually, I ask a couple questions now. Um, is there any topic or subject that you would not like to be brought up? Because I know there's touchy things that people don't like to talk about. Uh, what's what's some stuff that people typically say they don't want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> that's why I'm asking yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, what? I don't know. Uncle Willikus might have touched you somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Let's see. I mean, nothing really. All right. Well, good. We'll just keep it at that because then you're going to have to go back into your psyche and relive some repressed memories and all kind of junk. And I ain't trying to go through that with you right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, um, let's see. All right. Well, shit. What you was up to, Mike? What was I up to today? Yeah. Snap. Uh, have you heard of Second City, Chicago? Like the, it's like an improv comedy. Like it's a big place. That's where like. I glanced over. Steve, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? Yeah, I glanced over it briefly uh, from your profile. Yeah. So I just had a class there, and I'm basically like I'm at the point where we're like graduating the improv program now. So we had our last class, and then tomorrow we got this show which is dope. It's kind of like the graduation show type of thing. So that's basically what I was doing. I just got back from, from class and all that stuff. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I mean, I know you're a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah. So, I mean, 
parlaying off of that, you're trying to get into acting as well, or you know, yeah, the way, this is the way I look at it. There's, I don't see a point in limiting myself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything that could come your way is definitely on the table. You know what I mean? Like anything. So yeah, I'm definitely into all that stuff. All right, in the vein of acting, if you can land your dream role, I mean, who would be on the cast list? Who would you like to star in a movie with? Oh, snap. Will Smith. I want William Smith. I don't even know if his full name is William. But we're we're gonna we're gonna say William Smith on this one. He's I think he's an awesome, he's a great actor. Have you seen a movie that movie, uh Step Seven Pounds? Yes, yes, I own that movie. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was good. And I, I like that movie. You bringing it up made me want to revisit it now. Yeah, it was deep. It was emotional. It's crazy how he, uh, I mean, I don't know how much he studied. I mean, nah, he, I mean, he was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I don't really consider that like acting. I don't know. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't really consider that acting, but yeah, he's talented. Almost... He's good. At, he's good at his stuff. He's good. All right. And all right. So we got Will Smith in there. What he would be like, your villain. And you be the superhero or some shit like that. I mean, they got a lot of superhero movies out. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think I, I just try to be that that comic relief. You know, I think <laughs> I think he'd be the dude that's that's doing all the stuff and gets shot in the leg, and he has to endure all that pain and stuff. And then I just swoop in with a joke here and there, just try to make it light. I think that's how it works. I think we work as a good one-two combo. You know what I mean? Okay. So, all right, we got that. You're going to be on a team together. So, I mean, who's the opposing force? Who's the villain? Who's the bad guy? Who y'all trying to get? Dang, man. Who would be Who would be a good... How about Samuel Jackson? Just because he's loud. (laughs) He could could have a really good, loud voice just screaming. I think that's what you need, man. Have you seen uh, Django? Oh, yeah. Oh, and not to to get off of Django real quick. But then yeah. we just finished watching um the Hateful Eight and he was in that as well. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's like it's another Western type movie. And it's um I ain't gonna give too much about it away because I, I think you should I think you need to see it because I don't want to spoil right. nothing for you at all. But um yeah. he's being Samuel Jackson, loud as hell in old <laughs> Western days and shit. Yeah, man. I think yeah, because if you watch Django, right, he was all right, first and foremost, his character, have you seen Boondocks? Yes. It's just like his, a, it was definitely Uncle Ruckus. Yes, his character exactly. Was, <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. But like, honestly, I was with some friends when we were watching it, and we thought the funniest part was, like, at the end where he was, like, yelling, but he got shot in, like, both legs, and he's still yelling, and he can't, <laughs> he can't even walk, and he's just yelling and being a racist black guy. That was a funny scene. I don't oh, know why yeah. we are dying of laughter. I watched that movie and I tried to count how many times it said the N word. Yeah. And I think it was like, a, from what I counted, I think it was like 116 times. Yeah. That, that was another one. They said it so many times. It was ridiculous. That's actually one of the, when the movie came out, I think that's one of the criticisms that people were having. I mean, but you got to think about that though. It's supposed to be a period piece. Uh, and there's no uh-huh. doubt they probably talk like that during that time frame. Exactly. Exactly. Because the, the Hateful Eight was pretty much the same way. I mean, uh-huh. Samuel Jackson was the only black character in that movie. So, I mean, right. it wasn't used as much as Django, but it was mm-hmm. used enough because of like, hey, this is the time period. So, this is probably how people talked back then. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it was definitely realistic. I just think some, I think it was just too real for some people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's just too real. Exactly. Cause they, um, they had one line in the Hateful Eight. 
<laughs> and it had the um the same because uh, Tarantino directed this one as well, and he liked to keep uh-huh. you know the same actors throughout his movies. And it yeah. was um the one guy from Django as well. He was the one. Uh, I think he shot him closer to the end of the movie. He was the um, one guy, the country. I mean, it was all country. It's fucking West. But yeah, <laughs> I can't think of his name. All I know is him um, from Shane from Goddamn the Shield. If you ever seen that show, I haven't seen that one either. My brother with the big teeth, and he had the bald spot, but he had hair on the sides. I can't <laughs> but anyway, he just jumped up and he was like, "You shut your n-word lips," because I don't say the n-word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was I just the funniest thing ever. I mean, my wife, even if she even think about that scene in her head, she just busts out laughing out loud and shit. <laughs> Yeah, man that that Django movie that was uh, when, when did that come out again? Like a few, like a few years ago or yeah, something. A while out, ago, um, I was deployed when that movie came out, and I seen the bootleg in uh, Afghanistan. So that had to be somewhere between 2012 and 2013. Snap! Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that shook, that ruffled some feathers. I remember that. that definitely ruffled some feathers. I see. I mean, you got to take it for what it is. Is Make, mm-hmm. is make believe. I mean, right. it's based on some kind of fact because I mean, every movie is, you know. But I mean, it's make believe. It's somebody made it up out of their brain. <laughs> yeah, that movie was just like there. It's a slave movie. It's talking about all this serious stuff. But there was just certain moments that they're throwing in there, like they started playing like Tupac and like Rick Ross at random points. Like, yo, why are you playing <laughs> this music right now? <laughs> I know it was just um. It's kind of like how what Tarantino did with uh, Kill Bill or whatever. Oh, yeah, it? Kill Bill. That was a long time ago. Sam. Yeah, it was like um, a old, it was a modern, old school kung fu movie, you know? It yeah. Was like they had yeah. The, old cool, the old school beats, but they had like mm-hmm. the modern music and tempo and everything. Yeah. So I could dig it. Yeah. But how many, because, okay, there's Django. Have you seen that 12 Years a Slave movie? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Was that good? Oh yeah, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> it's just, what's uh, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, uh, ah, some tip of my tongue. African woman. Uh, uh, Lupita. She was in that movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's her name. Yeah, I ain't too good with yeah, names, but that, I remember that, that name. movie. But it's a good movie. It's like um, he was a free. He was free. I mean, he was never, he wasn't a slave or anything, mm-hmm. but he, um, some guys came up from the South to the North, they tricked yeah. him and they brought him down South and said that he was a slave. And I mean, it was no way right off the bat for them to prove it. Yeah. And then they was like, well, shit, he's a black guy in the South now. So he pretty much asked out, <laughs> you know, and it took 12 years yeah. for him to dag on, get his, get, you know, verify that, Hey, he was a free man all along. <laughs> snap but uh it's, it's it's a crazy movie it's like um the first time he ever got whipped or whatever and he just like he didn't know how to take it it was <laughs> it was like um one of those like when you hit a kid real good the first time and they don't know you know what the hell to do so they just like it's an awkward pause and then the sound yeah. come later it was like pow <gasps> oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> then he starts yelling snap yeah, Yo, they, they made they made a lot of slave movies, man. They just recently re uh, re released Roots. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they, I they got like 
T.I. in it and, you know, they up there. Yeah, T.I. is like licking his lips and shit with Carmax and junk. Yeah. (laughs) Man, T.I. in movies. What do you think about T.I. in movies? Uh, I don't know. I don't mean... (laughs) It's it's from his uh, acting persona to his music persona. It's just real... Cause yeah, I like my beat down low and my top let back. Then he over there on roller skates and shit in the ATL <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and all kind of junk. Man. Like that. I thought he was good in the Takers. Have you ever seen that movie? Okay, yeah, I was gonna talk about Takers. Takers was good, but there are key moments that I, I was losing it. Like his accent sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's one scene I can't remember who he was talking to. But he's trying to threaten somebody. Yeah, he's like, like you know, he's like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put three holes in the head like a bowling ball partner. I was like, all right, all right, bro. all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right man you, you, i'm gonna just slow down to you i mean <laughs> i think i think he's good in doses he's good as like you know just a little side character something nothing no yeah. main character and everything because he was in um ant-man the new marvel movie man have you did you see ant-man yes i own ant-man <laughs> snap what do you think about that one i saw the, the previews and the commercials for that i was like huh i wonder if it's actually good oh yeah i mean I went in not knowing little to nothing about the character as far as comic book based stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a good movie. It's funny as hell. A lot of action. It's great. Marvel is kicking ass in movies. It's probably not a bad Mar- Marvel movie out there. So, I mean, I would recommend you go see Ant-Man or rent it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I, I'm honestly like I was watching. Uh, what's it called? I think it was Jurassic World or something. <laughs> the one with Chris Pratt in it. Yeah. I think it was called Dr- Yeah. And one of the previews before the movie was Ant-Man. And my initial reaction was like, oh, this looks like it's going to be a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I had no idea how that movie. But actually, yeah, I heard not just from you, from my other people, too, that it was actually good. It was a good movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I can watch that movie over and over again. And then, like I said, T.I. is in it. And it's like he has a limited role in it it's not like you don't have no big lines he just you know shoot out a couple little bits of comedy dialogue here and there and he out he yeah. ain't, ain't got to do nothing else he ain't got to put no Cash holes in the head check. like bowling ball <laughs> yeah you know, t.i is pretty how about how about kevin hart in movies what do you think about kevin hart in kevin movies? hart is kevin hart in every kevin hart movie <laughs> yeah that's very true he's he's just playing kevin hart it's like the only thing I think there's one movie out there where Kevin Hart played like a serious role and shit. You know what I mean? You weren't cracking jokes or whatever. And I have yet to see that movie. I think my wife told me about it, but I've never actually seen that movie. Uh-huh. And then um Ride Along. Um, Ride Along, okay. You seen Ride Along? Is that the is that the one with Ice Cube? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I saw part of it. I didn't even finish that one. There was a scene like close to the end of that movie to where he was um you know trying to act serious uh-huh and he kind of pulled it off or whatever but at the same time he was still being like you know funny with it or whatever mm-hmm. but he yeah you know he kind of at that moment he felt like he could play a serious role if he needed to like he could be the bad guy of a movie or some shit but yeah <laughs> kevin Hart is a bad as a, <laughs> as a bad guy like a serious villain that'd be hilarious well shit do you watch uh, the show empire a little bit, man. A little bit. I, I haven't gotten past like anything past like that first season. Well, in the most recent season, like toward the beginning, um, Chris Rock was on it. Okay. And, and you know, being a comedian as you are, 
I'm pretty sure you are familiar with the stand up content and some of his earlier yeah. movie roles and stuff like in Lethal Weapon and shit like that. I mean, Chris uh-huh. Rock was being Chris Rock pretty much loud, you know, obnoxious and all kind of stuff. But when he yeah. was on Empire, he was a serious character. He was a freaking murderer. And Interesting. It was, it was weird hearing, you know, seeing him trying to act that persona because first of all, he had to kind of change up his voice a little bit so it wouldn't be all high and awkward like it yeah. normally is. So he's trying to talk deep and shit. He's like, yo, what's up? And shit like that. So it was already <laughs> throwing me off from the get go. But he did an all right job. But it's just like some people can't break, you know, Kevin Hart is always going to be Kevin Hart in anything he do. Exactly. I feel like uh I don't think he can be a sympathetic character or anything like that. He's just gonna be a funny dude. <laughs> exactly. Like, have you seen the wedding ringer? Yes, and I don't want to see it again. <laughs> right, okay. I thought the same thing, but I thought like other guys like Atheon Crockett was hilarious. And, but I thought that Kevin Hart in that movie, like all the moments where you have to show emotion and not be a funny type of dude, I felt like it, it kind of struggled a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I felt like he couldn't. My verdict was like, I don't know if he could be, at least right now, I don't know if he could be kind of a lead role in a movie. I feel like he's got to be a sidekick type of dude that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because, I mean, I haven't seen nothing yet other other than his stand up, which doesn't really constitute as a movie where Mm -hmm. he was like the only guy. He was always acting opposite of somebody. Mm hmm. So, hmm. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart. He's making all kinds of money. He's making more money than me right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lot of people like to uh, to attack Kevin Hart for that. Like, oh, you're so Hollywood. You're selling out. But honestly, I think he's doing what any person in his shoes would do because you don't know how long the spotlight's going to be on you in Hollywood. So why exactly. not do everything you can, be in as many movies as possible while the spotlight's on you? You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I mean, everybody can't be a Samuel Jackson or whoever else, uh-huh. you know? Because, damn, Samuel Jackson right now, from I mean, from my perspective, he's just doing movies because he fucking can. He don't have to, but he just want to. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Whatever, man. If you, if, if people going to pay you to be you, why not? Exactly, man. I think they do that, do that with a lot, of, a lot of comedians. They put them in movies, and it's like, yo, you're funny. Just be you. I think, honestly, with comedians... Like I know with uh, I think it was Anchorman too. I think when they were filming that, they, they had a script, but they were really allowed to just improvise scenes and lines on the spot. I mean, exactly. I mean, you had all that comedic talent in there. Why would you try to handcuff them? You got to let them branch out and you know improv, you know, improvise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that's freaking awesome. Freaking like awesome. I can only imagine. Like if like you know Will Ferrell. Yeah. You think he's a funny dude? Yeah, I think I think he is. Yeah, I think I can only imagine like if it's Will Ferrell or even Kevin Hart. Just being it like being in scenes with people like that, like those comedic movies and they're improvising stuff. That would be so hard. Like if I'm opposite one of these guys at a scene or something, and they just start doing the funniest crap, but you want to keep a straight face so you could keep that scene. <laughs> Man, I bet, I bet they probably have like. Hours and hours of freaking outtakes and gag reels with them guys on set somewhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Speaking of comedy and everything, you are a stand-up comedian. And yes. How long have you been doing such? 
I'm creeping up to that year anniversary right now. Whoa, so it's been it hadn't been that long. Yeah, but it feels like it's been forever because it's like, man, because people out here like go into Mike's like multiple times every single night. So it's like you you kind of just fall into that. So it feels like it's been so long, you know. Okay. I mean, seeing that you've only been doing it professionally for a year, I mean, what brought you to that point? What made you want to, you know, like, fuck it, I want to go ahead and do it? Man, it's crazy. I was, uh, so it, I played soccer in college. I was a visual athlete. And for the longest time, that was my identity. You know, that's what I assume. Like, people are like, oh, it's a soccer kid. This is a soccer guy, right? <clears throat> and, you know, with sports, like, it's there's there's a time limit on that you know like if you're making music or something you can make music until you're 60 or something like that but when you're doing sports it's like even if you you go pro or whatever you're doing once you once you reach that retirement age and you're not playing sports anymore you kind of feel like a void is there right yeah so after i graduated and soccer was done i was like holy crap i need something in my life and at that point i had a lot of friends already telling me for years to try and do stand up. And do you know who Godfrey is? Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> uh, he's a comedian. He's, his name's Godfrey. It, I mean, you may or may not have heard of him, but like he came to our school one time and he performed and he went, he went ham. He killed it. And everyone's like, Josh, you got to try that. And so I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. Then after soccer ended and I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm going to roll with it. And Tried it and it was like a bug. I got hooked on it. It's really fun, you know. <laughs> All right, that's cool. I mean, so I mean, how do you approach it? Like as far as doing a set and anything like that. I mean, do you write, you know, key points down, or do you write the whole show out? Or yeah. So what I find helps is like uh, some people carry around little notebooks, but I just, I mean, I got my phone, so I could just, you know, in my notes, just. Throughout the day, just write down anything that may come to mind that's funny or I chuckle at something. Or if I see something funny, just, <laughs> you know, write that down real quick. <laughs> you know, because if you people watch, you notice some weird stuff or, or funny stuff where you just people watch sometimes because people are funny. And then with that, like, you know, sit down from time to time or as much as possible and just try to write jokes or write what you think is funny. And I guess kind of the hardest part after that is taking it on stage and if you got like 10, let's say you got like 10 new jokes, maybe two of them might work. And out of those two, you really got to work on those. So basically the process is you go on stage, especially with new stuff, and you're probably going to bomb a lot with that new material. Like no one's going to laugh because it's like you have to like it's about working on those jokes and perfecting them, you know. OK, like a, it's like an exercise pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like right now. Um, I'm here at the schoolhouse and I teach um, Mm -hmm. for my MOS in the military. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get every seven weeks we get a crop of anywhere between 40 to 70 students per class. Yeah. And we had to go up there in front of them every day and teach them the same material that we teach every seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it gets kind of stale. So, I mean, you have to everybody has a different teaching style. So you got to try to find a way to spice it up, to get them engaged and get them, you know, to freaking pay attention or stay awake for the most part. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm up there. I'm trying to throw out as many movie references that I think they can get. Cause these are like freaking 18 and 19 year olds. So they mm-hmm. go, 
like uh you know they ain't gonna recall a whole bunch of movies like i could or whatever from you know when i was about their age so it's it's crazy i, I know coming here to where i currently am now i've been through a course on you know public speaking and showing you how to set up a class and teach a class and present material and stuff like that i know mm-hmm. that going through that course helped me out a lot as far as speaking in front of a group of people because before then you know, I was kind of nervous, but, you know, going through that class and learning a couple of different tricks and tips and everything, it got me through it. So I, I'm not as nervous as I used to be. Right. That's awesome. And yeah, I can bet now that you've gotten it's some of it's probably even subconscious too. you just know how to like read the class or whoever you're speaking in front of like, OK, like I'm losing them a little bit. I, you know, I can do this and get their attention or like you could kind of feel their vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's just some classes or whatever, or just some crowds that just don't freaking, they're not getting it right now. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> like I can have two classes back to back. I can kind of I'll keep some of the same things, but I teach every class different. Uh-huh. But every class, I have this one joke or I have this one little story and it'll be like, boom, they laugh and they chuckling and all kind of stuff like that and everything. And then I'll get this one class. I tell it the same exact way as I did uh-huh. with the previous ones and they just like silent and I'm like, Oh, mm, moving on. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, shit, I mean, other than people telling you, Hey, you're funny. I, I think you have a certain talent. You should try to pursue this. I mean, did you have any inkling or, you know, anything that was kind of pulling you toward that way anyway, to like try to pursue stand up comedy? Yo, for real, like, on a serious note, like, I did, man. Like, in school, since, like, first grade, I realized that, first and foremost, I like being, I like attention. But specifically, I like being somebody who makes others, like, laugh. It's weird. It's like, when I, if I make someone laugh, it's like I get the, the, the greatest feeling inside. So, like, throughout school, I would do my work. But I would always be making jokes in every single class from like first grade through high school. Like so much, like I had reputations with teachers, like my younger sister who's coming through high school now, she's starting to come in contact with some of my teachers from back then. And they're always talking to her because she's telling me, they're like, man, your brother was just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> your brother was something, man. <laughs> you know? And I, so, yeah, basically I just, I just always like doing something like that, something along those lines. It was always kind of there, but. Like I said earlier, soccer was my thing. So I that that's what in my mind, like I assumed that was my identity. That's what I was like, oh, I'm a soccer player. I'm an athlete. That's what I am. Okay. You know. Did you have any desires to pursue a soccer professionally? Oh yeah, I did. I did. I really did. And then I got to school and like just a bunch of stuff just wasn't going my way. Like I got I had this injury where I ended up getting a surgery in my knee. And at that point I was like, man. I don't think, cause I, I never thought I would ever be someone to ever get surgery for anything. Yeah. And then that happened and that took like, oh man, that took like two plus years. Cause it's like, it messed up half of one of my seasons and then I missed the whole next season. And then I was still trying to recuperate for like half of like the season after that. It was crazy. It took forever for me to, cause what, what's crazy. Like people talking about D Rose and some of these other athletes. Yeah. I, like now that I've been through that whole process of like surgery and rehab, which is horrible. Rehab sucks. 
you know, try to work out all those muscles that are really weak and small now and you're like cramping when you're walking upstairs because your muscles are weak. And yeah, that, that whole process sucks. So I kind of feel for all those people that are going through all those things right now, you know? Yeah. It's like in the vein of that is like I'm a wrestling fan, a professional wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would just be like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. I think I could do that. I can do that. But. I actually got inside of a ring and tried to do some of the stuff that they do. And I'm like, mm. fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting hit with a clothesline, a drop kick, motherfucker body slamming you and all kind of junk like that. I mean, it's just, it's a whole nother level of pain. And there's a whole nother yeah. level of freaking cardio too, because like, all right, you can go run three miles and do all this other stuff, lift weights and all kind of junk, but there's no kind of, you know, shape that you can be in to wrestle other than wrestling yeah actually i, I want to know because i don't know a lot about wrestling i want to know is that is it real or is it fake or is it both it's both what i mean by um it's predetermined so like all right me you gonna me and freaking josh oh we about to get into a, a, a battle a brawl right now all that shit yeah. all that stuff is scripted you know, who's going to win, who's going to lose, how they're going to lose, where they're going to lose. All that uh, is predetermined as okay. far as the physicality of the thing. That's all real. I mean, some of it. Well, yeah. The, the punches are pulled. The kicks are pulled. But like the body slams, you are actually getting thrown down by a grown ass man onto your back onto the floor. <laughs> Snap. I mean, so, OK, here's my next question. Then, If it's all scripted. How do you become a professional? Like, how do you get in there in the first place? You know, I mean, there's different ways. I mean, some um, luck of the draw. You have a specific look, a specific body type. I mean, you can get in front of people and talk and not be flustered and, you know, all kind of junk like that. And they'll train mm-hmm. you from there. Um, some just go through it the old fashioned way. They'll find a school, teach them um, the basics, like how to fall and not get hurt or how to get slammed and not get hurt as much. <laughs> And, wow. um, you mean, if you don't have a strong mic game to teach you how to talk, I mean, it's basically they give you all the tools or you go somewhere and they teach you all the tools and it's up to you to freaking max those skills out and hopefully get noticed by somebody that thinks they can do something with you like on the TV or something like that. Interesting. I mean, it's, so just it's like really, a, it's really more just straight entertainment. Like it's not like exactly if you're watching like, uh, the heavyweight championship, like they're actually trying to like, like it's an actual match. It's like exactly. WWE is up. It's more, it's more entertainment based just to put on a cool show type of thing. Exactly. It's, it's even oh, okay. in the title world wrestling entertainment. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 WWE. Yeah, it's, gotcha. it's just, I mean, the way I look at professional wrestling now more so than I did as a child is it's entertainment. Like any other form of entertainment It's like sitting there, Watching you do a set on stage is like me sitting there watching NCIS. I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, somebody had to sit down and write this stuff up and yeah. make it a reality or whatever. It's all make believe. But I mean, these athletes, they go out there and they put their body on the line. They get real injuries. Matter of fact, they got a guy that just came back, Seth Rollins. This dude, he did the most simplest of moves in the ring and he tore his MCL, his ACL and his meniscus. Oh my goodness. The whole knee is jacked up. Yeah. And he was out for like almost a year or whatever. And now he's back on TV doing it again. Dang. So, I mean, 
the risk are real. I mean, I've I've taken a clothesline and I've hit the ground and like I didn't know I thought I was standing up. <laughs> it, it happened all so uh, damn fast. <laughs> Once I was standing dang. and then I was on the ground, I was like, oh shit. Hey <laughs> uh, man. So that that's definitely gotta be, even though it's for show, that's gotta be really painful. Cause I watched some of those, I'm like, all right, they're getting body slammed and stuff. But it's like, all right, they got to be trained to learn how to fall and stuff. But I wonder how much of that actually hurts, you know? I mean, in the beginning, like, I can only speak for me. But, like, in the beginning, learning how to take the um, the bumps, that's what we call them. You know, just fall in a certain way to maximize, I mean, to minimize the freaking impact on your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's shocking because, I mean, you're making yourself fall, you know? I mean... It, against all instincts you're trying to keep yourself not from falling you know whatever but now you're throwing yourself down on purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so i mean the first time i i freaking hit the mat i was just like oh ah uh, this don't feel right at all like, <laughs> why, why am yeah. i doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after yeah. i got, got it down or whatever i mean it started to hurt less and then a lot of the times um you psych yourself out you was like Oh man, I know if I fuck this up, I'm gonna hurt myself. Oh, this is gonna hurt real bad. But once you get it right and you get the motion down and everything, you start thinking less about it, and it you don't it doesn't even phase you anymore. Yeah, for real. Yeah, because from where I am now to going back to the place where I train and watching the new guys come in and they just like they psyching themselves up to fall down and shit, and it's like they be like they get ready to throw themselves back. They're like, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. That is hilarious. And I'm just sitting there like, stop thinking about it and just do it. And, and then, just do it. Just do it. And they not, probably make probably make so much money off WWE too. Oh yeah, because I mean, it's not. I mean, they're getting paid to do essentially what they love. Uh-huh. And then they have merchandising. They be in commercials. Some of them be in movies. Some of them get freaking endorsements. So I mean, they, I, I believe they get paid pretty well. Yeah, I only know a few like uh, Rob Van Dam, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan! Did you hear about the thing with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> something about him and black people or something like that. I don't even really remember oh, yeah. what happened. Uh, somebody recorded him make, making a. Uh, those uh some some what was perceived as racist comments he was calling um black people in words oh and okay. all kind of stuff like that he's like he couldn't stand the thought of his daughter dating an n-word and all kind of stuff oh and, snap but i mean i heard those things i heard those tapes a long long time ago way before it got blew, blew up to the extent that it is now uh-huh. but i mean the way he was talking is just like i mean hulk hogan is old as dirt and it was just pretty much like how me and you was talking about a little bit earlier about Django and the Hateful Eight. Yeah. He's, he's speaking from the perspective of, you know, he grew up in that area, era to where, you know, using that language that he was using was kind of like natural to him almost. Because, yeah, you know, exactly. That's exactly what it is. A lot of the older people, you know, right now. Yeah, they grew up in a time where that was very common. Like it was nothing to talk like that. Yeah, because, I mean, from what I remember of it. It's just like he was talking like to his son or somebody. And it was just like, I mean, he wasn't like, oh, I hate N words and you N words. You can kiss my, you know, it wasn't nothing malicious or to that, that effect. It was just like he was talking, but instead of saying, you know, a black guy, he was saying the N word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Man, Hulk Hogan is a, a whole nother bag of things. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
and in, in the same kind of the same light I don't know if you heard, but Justin Bieber had, when he was like 14, 15, he had like a video or a few videos actually come out where he's doing like the same thing. Did yeah. you hear about that? Um, briefly, but like, see, with him, all right, how old is Justin Bieber now? Like 23 or something like that? He's like, yeah, he's like 21, 22. Yeah, so you said that happened years ago when he was like a teenager or something, something like that, right? Yeah. See, I chalk that up to, you know, the ignorance of being a child, you know, because yeah. he's a guy with a music musical background. So obviously he listens to different genre, genres of music. Rap uh-huh. is probably one of his bigger influences. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the guy. And, you know, when you're into something real deeply, you know, being a musician or something like that, I mean, he probably like, hey, I listen to this music. So it's kind of like, you know, I can kind of speak that way because, uh-huh. you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I told a story on one of the other podcasts. So I was talking to um, Arlie or whatever from the Random Chatterings podcast. We was talking about never really being involved in any direct racism. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him I was sitting on a plane going to California, and I was sitting next to this little white kid. I think we were maybe twelve or thirteen years old. And we was listening to music, just conversating back and forth. I mean, just like how kids do. And he was like, hey, what are you listening to? And I was like, I'm listening to, I think I was listening to NWA or some kind of rap album. And he was like, oh, you just a badass N-word walking down the street with your homies or some shit like that or whatever, right? But he didn't say it, you know, trying to be disrespectful. It's like more of this is what he heard in this genre of music. So this mm-hmm. is, he thought it was okay to talk like that, you know? Right. Right. So, right. I mean, I didn't take it no kind of way. Cause I mean, I knew he didn't know any better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how I kind of feel about that whole Justin Bieber thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like ki- kids are sponges, you know? Yeah. They basically like for a certain period of time, like, they're sponges and they're just going to every, like everything they're putting out, they're spitting out is exactly what's put into them. Until they get to that age where they can really think for themselves. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm kind of struggling right now. I got a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. Oh, okay, yeah. So, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to, you know, the 13-year-old copy what the 15-year-old doing and the 15-year-old kind of, you know, whatever she hanging around with at the time is kind of what it is, you know. Uh So, if somebody else is acting a wild on freaking Instagram, mind feel like it's okay I, they're doing it so let me act wild on instagram or something like that mm-hmm. so i'm yeah. like no don't do that because what they do is gonna get you in trouble because we don't allow that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but yeah because i mean the n-word period i mean obviously you know listening to you and your podcast you don't curse as much as i do you don't curse at all from what i've heard so far <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's funny because, yeah, I don't curse and actually to change on iTunes, it says explicit. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I need to change it. I don't swear or anything. And that's actually, and I mean, this could like even delve off into another topic of conversation, but translating into stand up and everything, mm-hmm. it's harder to write jokes without any swearing. It's harder to do that. It's yeah. like quote unquote clean material. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's way harder to do that. I mean, so, I mean, you just don't cuss at all? Like, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't swear. I mean, some people say words like, uh, like hell is a swear word. But I mean, 
that's like the most I would ever say. I I, I don't use any traditional swear words. Basically, okay. is what I'm trying to say. Okay. What was the reason behind that? You know what? I don't even really know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess. Hey, my man, parents, it, it, my parents never really swore, and when I was younger, I mean, I didn't swear, but for some reason, I guess, I don't know. It just there was never really a point in time where I was like, you know, I'm just not going to be someone who swears. It was like. Yeah. It's just something that kind of just stuck with me, you know, yeah. and so I decided to just roll with it. I mean, yeah, I could wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? I'm going to start swearing. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. I feel like, eh, you know, I might as well roll with it. I mean, it's it's cool, I guess. I mean, we all have our little things that make us unique and all that stuff. So, yeah, because I mean, I don't know, it's been just, I guess just being in the military for as long as I have, I mean, <laughs> it's cuss words is like the norm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, it's, i mean it's a norm everywhere you know i, I believe me with my curse on the web is like all right if i don't if i can't think of nothing to say a cuss word will probably come out if I'm, <laughs> if i'm really angry a whole bunch of cuss words are going to come out <laughs> yeah if i, I don't get overly excited about certain topics i'm a couple cuss words are probably going to f- fly out <laughs> Yeah, it's, I feel you, man. I feel you. And, uh, it's funny because when, when some people notice that I don't swear like that or anything, they feel like they can't swear around me. I'm like, nah, man, don't you know how to play sports? <laughs> <laughs> you know how much swearing goes out of sports? It, it's so normal. Like, I don't care if anyone swearing. And I actually think swearing makes everything, it just makes language more colorful, man. You know, <laughs> it just, it just makes language more colorful. Even when I'm watching, even with, like with jokes and stuff, it just, it just makes some jokes just have that, that pizzazz, you know, and you add know? something to it. You know? So I have no issue with it. I have no issue with it at all. Yeah. Cause like, um, back to the N word or whatever, I know growing up, I was just around the crowd that use that language a lot. So you mm-hmm. know, naturally I use it. Plus I was listening to that type of music and everything, but now I don't use that word anymore. And, you know, I kind of strayed away from it as I got older and everything. Cause I mean, it really has no use in my vocabulary uh-huh. or whatever. So, I mean, I guess I got to start feeling like that about cuss words sometimes, but, um, I just, I, I feel there's no need for me to use that word at all. But now that I listen to some of the um, the rap music, I'm not into music as much as I used to be. I, uh-huh. was, I mean, I was knee deep in the music game, but not so much now. And now it's like, hey, man, have you heard this song? Or I hear a lot of people talking about this new song or whatever. So I go out of curiosity and I listen to it. And every other word is the N word. And it's like, yeah. it's, it, it stings my ears. It's like somebody is like saying, I don't know, it's whatever foul thing they could say to somebody is like, it's hit me in the ears. And I'm like, ah, ah, that doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I actually, I want to know. So what was like the turning point? Like what was the reason behind? Like, I don't want, like, I don't want to say the N word anymore. I don't know. It's just like, I realized I was only saying it because other people were saying it. Ah, uh, okay. You know, cause it's like, all right. I couldn't, I couldn't even think of an instance to where I would meet, you know, just, need to use the word (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was just like it just started to slowly fade away it was just like man n-word you ain't you stupid n-word to every now and then i would say it then it's just eventually it just went away i don't even think about it unless it come up in a conversation or something like this right right and then just for like 
you know, people grow up in with different backgrounds, different cultures and, you know, different areas of the world to where that language is probably the norm. So uh-huh. being in the military, it's a melting pot of different cultures and ethnicity. I, I can't even say the word, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> but, you. But, um, you know, there's so many different people that come from different places and with these different backgrounds. And I see the younger, you know, kids, you know, of my race. You know, I hear them just bantering back and forth with each other and they use this language. And I'm just like, oh, no, hey, man, you can't be you. You can't be saying that. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like some forbidden fruit. You just can't be doing that shit, you know? Yeah, I feel you. And then yes. especially being in the military. I mean, that's a no go anyway. You can't be saying that in front of everybody. Definitely. How, so how is the military life? That's that's something I actually want to know about. I have a few friends that went that route as well. I kind of lost contact with them though, because like I moved to, for college and everything, but like, I actually want to, yeah. Like, so what was that like? Well, for me personally, it was something that I grew up around my whole life. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. My father was prior service, whole bunch of brothers and sisters and everything like that. Cousins, everybody. There's a, there's a part of my family in every branch of the service. Mm-hmm. So naturally, as a child, I thought that's something that I wanted to do when I got up, when I grew up. So mm-hmm. right out of high school, I jumped in and I've been doing it ever since. So that's been 16 years now. Matter of fact, what's today? Today, the 18th? Yes. Today is, yep, to, to, on this day exactly is when I went to boot camp. Dang. That's crazy. Yep. So, I mean, it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot of ups and downs. I think the lower parts of it was um, deployments and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, it's like any other job, pretty much, other than the combat. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Um, Man, it's just that'd, like, be, that'd be nerve-wracking to actually, when you actually deployed somewhere. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was pretty shitty. But um, mm-hmm. as it got further along into the process, like we was in, what, Iraq for like damn near 12 years. <laughs> Yeah. So from I was there from the beginning when we first put boots on the ground all the way up until let's just say we started to pull out of there. And from the first time that I went all the way up until the last time I went to Iraq, I mean, it was hella different. Like the first time we didn't even have a place to lay down. We were sleeping in trucks, holes in the ground, Dang, all man. kinds of junk like that. Now you go out there, it's fucking Club Med. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> They got freaking Burger King, Taco Bell. You can go to the gym. You can swim in a pool. All kind that's of crazy freaking, gym. That's crazy. How? So, I mean, look, I've played like games like Call of Duty and all that stuff. But when you're when you're out there, when you've been deployed and stuff, like what was? What were, did you have any like crazy moments where things like you know stuff blowing up around you or like you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well. Like I said, as, as we kept going back there and the longer we stayed out there, the, you know, the more that stuff slacked down. But in the beginning, the first time we went out there, you know, there was a lot of mortar rounds being dropped around us, small arms fire. Um, and then I was attached to a tank unit. So I I would resupply them. They're pretty much how it would go. They would mow through a town, fuck big ass tanks and shit, right? Just blowing up mm-hmm. buildings, shooting motherfuckers down with 50 cal, all kind of shit. And I would just sit there and wait in my truck. Hey, we good. We didn't tow everything up down here. Y'all can come on in. So I would come in behind them. I would resupply them, give them fuel, batteries, whatever they needed. Then they would yeah. just shoot off and go do it all again. 
And I'm just in there waiting. All right. Okay. Y'all done up there? All right. Here I come. Dun, dun, dun. Here's some more things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Dang. That's crazy. I mean, I, in that aspect of it, I, I believe I was lucky because I had people that went out to other units and um, actually been shot. Oh, some of them, man. Some of them, I mean, people that I worked with, I didn't know them like real close, like my close friends or whatever, but I knew them and I knew of them. And, you know, some of them guys lost their lives. Oh, man. Whatever, but, you know, we signed up to do that stuff. You know, yeah. It's going to be expected that something like that is going to happen. But still, at the same time, I mean, you're never really fully prepared for something like that to go down. Man, that's crazy. That's, just, oh, that's scary, man. Shit, they got, I got one homeboy. I just reconnected with him not too long ago after many, many years. I forgot what the hell happened to him. You know, life separates you from people. Mm-hmm. But um, me and him went out there for the first time, and he was driving an ambulance. And um, <laughs> they got into a firefight and shit, right? So he, yeah. he laying down rounds and shit, and he go to jump back in his vehicle. Bow! He gets shot in the hand. <laughs> oh! So damn, you know. He gets shot in the hand and everything. He's still trying to do work. And then his uh, A driver, his passenger, is like, hey, let's switch sides. And then I'm going to drive and all kind of shit like that, right? So they switch sides. Bam! He gets shot in the other hand. <laughs> Dang! So he got shot in both of his freaking hands, bro. I'm like, God damn. Like, yo, what do you... Once you got both your hands shot, I mean, that's like game over. Like, what do you do at that point? You uh, can't... I mean, he's, you know, he's good now. I mean, he got all his limbs. I think one of his fingers is fucked up, but Dang. I can remember um, sometime after <laughs> he was telling us the story when he was up in the hospital. He was like on all these drugs, like morphine and all kind of junk like that. He's like, dog, I was in the hospital and they had a, I lost some of you know, my fingers and everything. And this other yeah. guy, he was in there. He had lost his toes and we was all whacked out on all these drugs and we was in there bargaining for limbs and shit. I was like, hey man, I give you one of my fingers for one of your toes and all kind of shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Snap, man. So, I mean, yeah. So then when you, when you like came back and everything, did you have uh, any PTSD or anything like that or? I mean, it didn't really bother me because like i said i mean i got the lighter ends of it i mean i was fortunate enough to not be involved in anything big and anything i was just more concerned about you know coming home and being home so i mean it didn't have no residual effects on me that i know of (laughs) Uh i mean i didn't hear a car door slam and i'm fucking ducking and covering or no crazy shit like that right but you know i'm all right doctor hadn't told me nothing otherwise But yeah, I mean, but I, you know, typically I don't even really think about none of the harsh shit that happened out there. I think about all the good times and everything that we had out there, just being together, getting through all that mess, and then coming home. Yeah, man. I think for, uh, for me personally, I think the more the the issue that I had with the deployments is like it was almost to the effect that I always had some shit going on, like relationship wise and shit. Uh-huh. So the first time I, I deployed, I was married the first time because <laughs> this is my uh-huh. second marriage. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it's almost a prerequisite being in the military. So, I mean, you got to be married at least twice. And <laughs> <laughs> so my first marriage or whatever, I went out there and um, it was almost a theme with my first wife because I got her pregnant right out of high school. 
Mm-hmm. And then I went straight into the military right after that. So pretty much the whole pregnancy I missed because I was gone in boot camp training and all kind of stuff like that. So when I finally got stable through all my training and everything, I was able to, she still was pregnant. She was about to have the baby. Not so much right away. And I was like, hey, I'm putting in for these days. I'm going to be home on these days so I can be there, watch the birth of my first child. Nope. Baby said, I do what the hell I want. I'm coming early. <laughs> so I missed that oh, one. Snap. And then um, for my son, my second child is when we first went into Iraq. So she was pregnant throughout the whole time. I was going doing training and workups. So I kind of missed out on that whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But I was there to watch my son be born. And 12 days after he was born, I was on the plane going to Iraq. Dang. So being over there, now I'm worried about my oldest child, who is two at this time, and then my son that's like 12 days old. And, you know, I'm sitting there worrying about that. And then me and their mom, we weren't really, you know, on the same page then either. So we was arguing and all kind of stuff. And it's kind of hard to be thousands of miles away in another fucking country trying to argue on the phone with somebody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. So yeah, I mean, it'd be it was, hard to, to maintain that. Yeah. Cause you know, maintain it. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, as long as I was there doing work, you know, being around my coworkers and everything and doing what we had to do, I was fine. But it's just when we had downtime and like time to ourselves, it's just like, I'm worrying about her. I'm worrying about the kids. What the hell are they doing? And all kind of shit like that. That's when they really get to you, when you're not actively engaged in something. Mm-hmm. So it's just all kind of stuff with that. <laughs> I feel you, man. It's just, it's just crazy. But yeah, let's transition away from that. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> man. All right, but um, back to the comedy stuff. What, what are some, who, who's your favorite comedian? Past or present? Um, let's see. Uh, past Dave. Ch- well, I mean, sort of current still. Dave Chappelle. He's awesome. Man. See, if awesome. I could, if we was in the room together, I'd be giving you fist bumps and high fives because that's one of my favorite comedians as yeah. well. Dave Chappelle is hilarious. He's he's great. Uh, I mean, I like other guys like Louis C.K. as well. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. I just never. I'm not familiar with his material. Yeah, I mean Richard Pryor in the past is a great dude as well. <laughs> Funny guy right there. Uh, right now, I like uh, there's this dude named Hannibal Burns. Oh heard yeah, of him? yeah, yeah. I seen him like on Adult Swim. He was in uh, Neighbors. Yeah, he was and, in Neighbors. And I seen uh, he's, some he's his, on uh, Broad City. Yeah, I seen some of his clips on YouTube as well. Yeah, he's he's good actually. If you haven't heard, so yeah, on Netflix. Do you have Netflix by chance? Yes, or? sir. Yeah, so if you ever wanted to just check out something, you may or may not have seen this, but his his special animal furnace, if you go watch that, I personally think that's hilarious because he has this kind of like sleepy kind of like dopey kind of vibe about him. And it's really kind of, it's really funny. But yeah, I like Hannibal Burr's. Uh I like this dude named Bill Burr. He's a funny dude as oh, yeah, well. I heard a little bit of his podcast. And yeah, I, Bill Burr's podcast is pretty would, funny. He just he just rambles for like an exactly. hour. Exactly. Yeah. And I would um I think he was on uh I forget if he had his own show or he was on somebody else's show on uh Sirius XM. I used to listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to him on um the Foxhole channel or whatever because they would play bits of his stand up comedy or whatever. So I would hear oh, really? a lot from on that. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are, there's another guy who I really respect is um 
Patrice O'Neal. I'm gonna have to look him up. Yeah, he's uh, you know, Patrice O'Neal is a black comic, and what's funny too is like, because I've I've read some articles about this. It's like he was very good at what he did, but it was almost like he wasn't in like their words in these articles. Like he wasn't chosen by the black community, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like there's some black comics that. Um, like the black community hasn't like really chosen like that. Like they don't really, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know how the science of that works. Like the demographics that tend to gravitate towards you, but he was like, he was a, he's a good comic. Uh, yeah, you can check him out if you want. He's a really cool dude. Uh, he, he you know, unfortunately passed away a little bit ago, but like oh, he's, he's a right. cool guy. I think he's a cool comedian. But, like uh, when you say that is he's not so much accepted by us is, I mean, is it his style of comedy or? Uh, it's like. Cause, this, cause is, is this falling into the thing is like, oh, you act white. Oh, you act this way. Oh, you act, you know, is it falling into that kind of category? Well, he definitely doesn't act white. He's definitely like just, I don't even like using words like this, but like he's definitely like black. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's definitely not a quote unquote white type of, but it's just, I don't know. He, he had a very interesting career stand up wise because his, his style of comedy at first wasn't, initially accepted it some people said it was kind of confrontational a little bit stuff like that but i don't know then he ended up going like europe and stuff and did some stuff over there but yeah i don't know it's like some comedians uh like even okay like hannibal burris they've been saying he's kind of doing like a reverse crossover where when he blew up initially (laughs) (laughs) it's like because what 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 typically happens with a lot of black comedians is you you know, you, you, your fan base starts out as being, you know, majority black. And then you, like, you look at someone like, I guess, like Bernie Mac or something. You get really yeah. popular amongst the black community. And then, boom, then, like, the white community gravitates towards you as well. Yeah. But then some communities, like, it's the reverse where you come up and the majority of your fan base is mainly white. And so now you're trying to, like, win over the black crowd as well. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, if pe- people are going to like you because of who you are and yeah. you know the things that you kind of stand for and everything like that, I don't think you should have to tailor yourself to be, you know, appealing to somebody else. They should just exactly. like you for who the hell you are. Exactly, man. That's how I look at it, too. It's like, Either look, I'm just gonna, I don't care who my specific demographic is. If I'm just being myself, whoever, whoever vibes with me on that level, we're cool. You know what I mean? We're yeah. cool. Because, I mean, what it boils down to, I mean, comedy standpoint is either you're funny or you're not. <laughs> or, or you're not. Exactly. Or, and it's funny because comedy is so subjective, too. Because what's really just just not funny to one person could be just the greatest thing ever to another person. So it's like everybody everybody with some sort of sense of humor has a niche out there at, like somewhere. Yeah. It's, just, it's like porn. There's a, yeah, there's a, <laughs> yeah. Every, there's a certain type of porn for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Some people like the cartoons. Yeah. The Simpson porn. You know, some people. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because um, because it's just like how I was telling you earlier. I mean, I told the same joke maybe a hundred different ways, and it always got some kind of reaction or whatever. And then sometimes, you know, I get this certain crop of students, and they just like. What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, let's talk about the tires on this truck now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's very true. That's very, very true. It's like, yeah, even with comedy, it's like I'll tell one joke 
and everyone loses it. So then I go somewhere else and tell the joke. Everyone loses it. So I go to, go to another place and ev- everyone's just quiet. Like, really? What was that your joke? Like that. <laughs> and it's like, dang, you know, no validation. But it just varies depending on. Dep- I think uh, I was watching this interview with some people. It was like Louis C.K. with Chris Rock was there. Jerry F- Seinfeld was there. They talked about how when you. And it, it, it's not it's bigger than comedy, too. It could be like music or anything. But when you're coming up, when you're trying to make a name for yourself and stuff, you're basically you're not preaching to your to your audience. You're basically just giving your art to anybody and everybody who will give you a shot to listen. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of just hit or miss. But when you start to make a name for yourself, oh, your audience found you. Mm-hmm. So those people already get you versus you're trying to get people to understand you and you're trying to come up. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Now, let's creep into the current. I say, all right, so you've been a comedian for better part of a year now. Yeah. What has brought you over into the podcasting realm? Man, I wanted, uh, I just felt like I needed something else in my life. I wanted to feel like I was creating something. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted something I could feel like I could create. Something with like a bit, like, you know, kind of like a business mindset. Like, I just wanted to have something to create, something to have control over. And I also wanted to You're find another way to connect with people. Yeah. You know, I feel like that. I really like that, that idea, that concept of creating content and also like meeting cool people. You know, like, look, like what we're doing right now. This, exactly. is, this is awesome. This is dope. Like meeting co- uh, interesting and cool people and connecting with other people. And honestly, yeah, just the whole, the social aspect of it. And, that's kind of what that's kind of what brought me to it. I wanted something that I could start and create, you know. Okay, cool beans. Now, as far as your, your podcast go, as far as uh, the premise, how it's set up, and everything like that. I mean, how did you come to that conclusion? Did you have a couple of different ideas, or this is what you always had, you know, as far as your podcast vision? Man, I had no idea. I had no clue what I was doing. It's just, and I had actually delayed it for like a couple months and I was reading stuff. And one of the things I read was like, yo, just start, <laughs> Exactly. you know, and you're not even good. You may not even know what you're doing, I but just don't. start putting stuff out and you'll figure it out as you go. You know? So even right now, it's like, first off, it's like a learning curve. Cause I, I knew nothing about this podcasting thing, man. Like, and all the equipment with mixers and my all that. I didn't know anything about that stuff. And I was thinking of initially starting out uh, j- just to start trying to do like solo type of stuff. But I, I am going to I want to have interviews on there, too. But I just want to in the beginning, just try and do some solo stuff, see how that goes and how that looks. And I knew it'd be a learning curve because, uh, you know, creating good content that people want to listen to and also like the editing and, the you know, making it sound good and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I, like yeah, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't, I don't really know what my structure is gonna be, but honestly, I don't expect it to be perfect when I come out with it. It's probably not even gonna be the greatest at all when I put it out at first, but I don't care. It's like, yeah. just put it out. You're gonna figure it out as you go. You're gonna meet some cool people. You're gonna get better at it, and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a great experience. So right now, it's like <laughs> I'm at a point where I'm trying to keep it short just because of kind of how my work schedule and stuff is just kind of keep it short. And, but the thing is when I do interviews, it's going to be longer, but keep it kind of short and just put out whatever I can, you know, just 
yeah, just kind of figured out as I'm going with it. A lot of comedic type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah. So basically my idea is having comedic type stuff, but also I'm a huge, you probably see it on my Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love like positivity and like motivational type of stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. I love because it's like the world needs more of that. You know, the world needs more of that. And I love all that stuff. So I'm like, man, I'm a big fan of that stuff. So I want to do, I want to, you know, throw some kind of comedic type stuff in there, but also motivational type of stuff too. So those are kind of like the two main things that I'm focusing on with, with my podcast. And what is the reason that you got to wake up at five in the morning to go to work? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, so I work, so I'm downtown in the city, but where I work is like out in like the suburbs. So I have to take this, this Metro train, they call it, this train that goes out to the suburbs and the, the train that I have to catch, it leaves at like six in the morning or something like that. And so I have to get up at five to get ready and everything. And then I got to leave to catch that train. <laughs> so it's just based, I have like a two hour commute every morning to get to work. So I get up, I have to get up around like five o'clock in the morning every day. And you say you're in Chicago, right? Yep. Yep. See, so see, yeah. And I kind of, yeah. I kind of feel you cause damn, I went out there, um, just about a year ago because you know it's chicago i ain't never been there i wanted to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) my whole whole thing is i wanted to go down and take a picture in front of the jump man statue and shit yeah but i never made it anyway (laughs) (laughs) me and my old lady go down there and she i can only say old lady when she's not in the room if i say old lady in front of her she gonna whop me upside the head Mm -hmm. but um we went there, man, and the traffic is fucking horrible. <laughs> oh yeah, it's bad, man. I don't, I, I like, I have I had a few friends who are talking about trying to get a car after like, living no. here for even like a week. They're like, nah, <laughs> nah, man. don't do it, man. <laughs> shit, we was there for two, two, three days, and I was like, nah, fuck this car, shit. <laughs> exactly, man. It's stressful. Like, man, the honking is ridiculous. The cabs, the taxi drivers are the most aggressive drivers. <laughs> ever like if you're half a step too late or, or too early or whatever at a crosswalk you're gonna get run over shit, straight up i seen a uber driver that was freaking irate man he damn i think another uber driver snatched his fare or something like that because damn a uber driver pulled up when we was out in um lobby waiting to um on the shuttle to take us to the um airport mm-hmm. so uber driver pull up dude jump in the uber and he freaking drive off and a couple of minutes later, another Uber driver pull up and he's sitting there. He's looking around. He's calling on his phone to somebody. And then he get out. He walk around his car and he fucking banging on his dashboard and he just drive the hell off. I was like, ooh, Lord. snap. <laughs> Holy crap. Snap. Yeah, but um, yeah, shit, that was my first time riding a train as well. Because um, we drove into town uh, to somewhere. I forgot. It was out by the airport. And we got a room at the Marriott. And I was just like, hey, what's the quickest way to get around over here? Because we went, you know, do the touristy stuff. We went down there to see the bean and, and all mm-hmm. kind of junk like that. And it's like, well, the shuttle will take you to the airport where you can get on the, the freaking train. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we go to the hotel. We get on the bus. We go down to the airport. We get on the freaking train. And I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm on the fucking train. Yeah. Goddamn. Just like how I seen on TV. They got graffiti everywhere got a couple people sleeping in the back it was just pretty cool and like me i'm the type of person if i go somewhere new i don't have a problem getting lost because i want to experience the city i want to see things and freaking you know get immersed in my environment my old lady is like all right where are we going what time are we leaving 
Um, <laughs> what are we going to do when we get there? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? And I'm just like, oh, man, can you just stop? Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> but Chicago, it's, it's just it's a beautiful city out here. And, and yeah, like you're talking about the train, like, man. The train, the transportation system out here is so good, man. Mm-hmm. It is top notch. Like you can literally get anywhere, yeah. anywhere. So it's even if, even like if you, like some people talk about having a car, even if you just didn't want to have a car just because of the traffic reasons, another reason could be just because the trains and everything, it's so convenient. You could get anywhere, now anywhere. See, now see this, we're going to go back to these trains or whatever. All right. When we went into the city or whatever. Go see the bean and all the other crazy junk. We mm-hmm. was like, we was on the train that was on above ground. Now, when we was going back to the hotel, we took the subway, mm-hmm. which is underground. Now, I have no problem. I'm not claustrophobic or anything like that. But there's just like something about going down underground. It get kind of dark. And then you see all these unsavory characters start to lurk around and everything. And I was kind of on edge. You know, I got my, my lady there with me and I'm trying, I'm, winging her to my side and everything i'm like clutching <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean man there's a lot of character i was actually on the train yesterday last night i was heading back from this open mic and there was this there's a homeless dude who, i mean he was clearly on like drugs or something because he was kind of like freaking out standing up in the middle of this car this train car and just freaking out and getting it all up in people's faces <laughs> and like at the next stop i just hopped out of that car and went to the next one i was like i'm out of here man. <laughs> yeah but like because my, my my wife uh she she used to be a cop so mm-hmm. and then i'm in the service so you know we just always you know when we get around certain individuals it's like all right we waiting for something to pop off you know we always she don't never sit. if we go anywhere she she'll never ever ever sit with her back to the door. She always mm-hmm. got to see people coming in and going out, and it's just like I don't know. I didn't know what the hell I was expecting to happen. It was just like I seen these certain individuals, and I was like, they look like they can be causing some trouble or something. And you know, I'm ready for it. I had a wine bottle in my hand. I had my car keys on the other hand. I was gonna jab them with the daggone keys. I'm gonna bust them on the head with the bottle. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. All right. What else we got here? I had a couple notes. I usually don't plan nothing out as I stated previously. But this is what we're going to do with you. All right. We're going to time travel a little bit. All right. We're going to go back to July 19th, 2015 at 10:16 p.m. This comes Okay, 10:16. This, okay. This comes from your Twitter account. At, oh snap! And this is Josh O. <laughs> okay. All right, and I quote: <clears throat> <laughs> "A weekend is only complete by ordering the fattest of pizzas." <laughs> I remember that tweet, man. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, and uh, take us back in time, set the mood. What was going through your mind and through your heart and soul on July nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, at ten sixteen p.m. July 19th, 2015. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. This, yeah, I was just chilling in my apartment out here and it was like a, it was like a Saturday or something. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, it was like a Sunday night. I can't remember. And I just ordered just a massive pizza, man. <laughs> and it was, it was the perfect, it capped off the weekend perfectly. I felt satisfied. So I was like, you know what? Twitter needs to know how satisfied I am right now. <laughs> Twitter needs to understand. 
that my satisfaction level right now is exponentially high. <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> oh man, you made me want some pizza right now. Oh yeah, that sounds great right now, actually. Man. I mean, was it the traditional Chicago style deep dish or whatever that I've been hearing so much about? No, nah, I think I think it was just Domino's, man. I don't even like Domino's that much. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a Domino's like right next to my apartment complex, so I just roll with Domino's. It's quicker. All so right. I can dig that. Yeah. Now, shit, I don't really have nowhere else to go after that. Though. I think that was all my notes. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Because I actually I have to take off in a little bit. I'm about to hit this this open mic in a little bit. Oh so. shit! I mean, far be it from you to keep you from expressing your creative juices and out into the world with your positive messages. And yeah, Dave Chappelle, like, I don't know what the words I'm going to use, <laughs> but fuck it. Go do great things, my friend. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But hey, man, I appreciate appreciate you taking the time out to be on the podcast. Dude, for sure, man. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I actually want to do, whenever we can schedule this, like, I want to do, like, flip it around so like, I can get you on my podcast, man. Hey, I am down whenever we can make that happen, sir. Hell yeah. And once again, I I, I appreciate you putting your creativity out in the world for all of us to enjoy as well. You too, man. I'm hey, I'm a fan of your random random ramblings, man. (laughs) I am, dude. (laughs) Yeah, keep keep doing that too, man. Keep putting out all that good stuff. It's awesome. Man, that's I appreciate it very much so, sir. (laughs) Yeah, no problem, man. But hey man, go go open the mics and everything. Thanks, man. Hey, go have a great rest of your your day, man. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend. And hey, before you do go, I, uh, see, I almost forgot. I, I usually tell people beforehand to do this. Go ahead and plug your stuff, bro. Oh snap! Almost forgot. All right, yeah. So my podcast is the Josh O Show. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on uh, Overcast Radio. It's on TuneIn Radio. All you got to do is yo. Grab any of those apps, search the Josh O Show, and it's there. And also, if you got iTunes, go in there, leave a nice review, five stars, write something cool or whatever. It's there. And my website is thisisjoshow.com. So you can go on there, and my podcast and everything is up there as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, thisisjoshow.com is the website. The podcast is the Josh O Show. Check it out on iTunes and all those other apps. Yep, that's about it. All right, man. I got it down. This will be chopped up and put up on the webs tomorrow. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Thank you once again, homeboy. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. Peace. And that was Josh O, everybody. And he's an interesting young man out there blazing the trail on the stand-up comedy circuit. And I wish him all the luck in his future endeavors and everything that he is interested in trying and stuff like that. So he wants to get into that buddy cop movie with Will Smith or William Smith (laughs) and um, be the comic relief. He can be the Kevin Hart to his Kevin Hart or something, (laughs) but it was a great time working with the guy on the podcast and he's welcome back anytime he want. Now, you know what I usually do on the end of the podcast. 
I'll go ahead and give some shout outs. Well, once again, I want to give a shout out, first of all, to my guest, Josh O. He has a podcast called The Josh O Show, which I mentioned earlier. You can follow him on Twitter at This Is Josh O. I also want to give a shout out to the Mixed Feelings podcast because they have dubbed me the head of Walmart Relations in their Mixed Feelings Mafia. And my mafia name is Rob Price Match Garantino to get shit done. I guaranteed the prices on the hit. So you daggone, you put a hit on somebody and I'm freaking price match that shit with all the competitors and everything. Because ain't nobody going to beat my prices. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, you know, nobody's really. Oh, I want to give a shout out to Chris on my Facebook page. Because he'd be out there posting some random content. Random. On my Facebook page, which you can too. Just go ahead on Facebook and search Random Ramblings with Rob. And I'd like to, you know, get some feedback. Some random posts from y'all, random pictures, random video, random everything. Random! So go ahead and be sure to do that. So shout out to Chris. I also want to give a shout out to Jason Martinez on Twitter. He freaking, every time he's listening to the show, he shoot me out a tweet. And every time he finish listening to the show, he shoot me out a tweet. Tell me that he listening. Tell me that he finished with it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You the man, Jason. I also want to give a shout out to Choo Choo Stew over there on the Cave Crew Radio Podcast. And that's another one of them things again. <laughs> All right. It's the Cave Crew Radio. I mean, you're saying radio in the title, but do you call it a podcast? So the Cave Crew Radio Podcast, or do you call it the Cave Crew Radio Show? I don't know. It's just something that's in my head. I don't know. Insignificant. Anyway, but shout out to Stu and everybody over there at the Cave Crew Radio Podcast. <laughs> um, Who else? Most importantly, I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody. All the recent followers that follow the my Twitter account, which is It's B-Rob and that's I-T-S-B-R-O-B and also you can follow the show. It has its own Twitter account at, get ready for it, R, 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 underscore, podcast. Sound like a pirate when you say it. You're like, R, underscore, podcast. I have a voicemail line, which I haven't got any voicemails since the inaugural <laughs> voicemail uh, line announcement. But, hey. I plan on doing this for a while, so eventually the voicemails will come in. But if you want to send me a voicemail, go ahead and send that to 304-825-5762. And if you want to make it pop and give it some pizzazz when you say, tell it to somebody, it's 304-TALK-ROB. Yeah, them, them get on the phone and look up the freaking the letters to match with the numbers and all kind of stuff like that. You, I mean, you gave them the information. They can do the rest of the work. So you can tell them 304, talk Rob. And I kind of did that all in one breath. <laughs> While I'm eating the honey bun, check it out. Honey buns are delicious. 
but you can also go to my website. I'm sorry. Let me chew this honey bun up some more. Okay. Riveting radio or podcast. You can go to my website, which is randomrobcast.com. You can click on the social tab and you can find all my social media accounts. You can find my Twitter, my Facebook, my YouTube that I don't really use that much. My Periscope, which I don't really use that much. Um, my Snapchat and my Instagram. Most recently, what I've been doing with my Instagram is recording Walmart logs because I love going to Walmart. So hit up my Instagram. Just search for Random Ramblings with Rob and you can see all my Walmart videos up in there. I ain't doing nothing extreme as to what I've been seeing on the internet. Motherfuckers running around there building toilet paper and tissue paper forts and playing, doing football drills. And most recently, what I've been tagged in a video today, motherfucker was in Walmart. They set off all the fireworks in the fireworks section of Walmart, which I don't think is a good idea. That shit better not be in my Walmart because I am the head of Walmart relations. And I bust a motherfucker head open to the white meat and stuff. Is there really white meat in there? I ain't never been bust open to the white meat, so I don't know if that's a real thing. Usually when I think, you know, if you bust somebody head open and you see white, I'm thinking that's the skull. And I, there ain't no meat on the skull because it's, it's bones or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I think I think that's about it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to finish eating this honey bun. But shout out to everybody that's out there making content for the world to enjoy, whether it be music, podcasting, voiceovers, commercials, movies, or whatever form of a medium or creativity that you're putting out there for the world to enjoy. Thank you. And the show is always an open platform. If you want to express that creativity, if you want to come up here and you want to freaking demo your tapes you want to plug your podcast you want to plug my podcast you want to plug your podcast about my podcast on your podcast you want to plug your music i probably said that already but i'm just rambling in circles hence this being another episode of the random ramblings with rob podcast and thank you for listening and i'll see you next time